Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, I... Speaking you from miserable weather, Baltimore, my goodness, it's terrible up here. Ice and rain and who knows what. I came show this morning to give a class, but it's so such a sheet of ice and dangerous that nobody showed up. I don't blame them. So I'm going to take the opportunity to do say a few words about the parsha of the week right now before I leave, uh, which is Tisave, of course. And I think I mentioned last week, it's not clear whether these parches about the Mishkan or before the story of the Egozov, or after, whether in order or out of order. But whenever it comes to Parshish Tzav, there's a particular medrash I always recall, and very striking, and just take it at its plain level, and it's remarkable. As they say, the profound is superficial, and the superficial is profound. And I'm referring to the fact that this week, Aaron gets chosen as the Kohen Gadol as the high priest. Um, this was the big job. We all have learned somewhere or other that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted the job very much to be the Kohen Gadol. And it was a big disappointment in his career that he did not get the job of Kohen Gadol, but he didn't. And this week's parsha, he's informed, that Aaron is the one who's going to be Kohen Gadol in perpetuity, his sons and children after him and so forth. Which, since I'm a Kohen, is actually a good thing in my opinion. But why is Aaron chosen, not Moshe? What's the reason? And as I said before, there's a Medeshav, it's a Chazal, right in today's Parsha. And I'll read it to you, because this time I have the book in front of me. And it says as follows, That this happened, the choosing of Aaron happens immediately after the story of the Golden Calf. Moshe comes down, and he looks at the Jewish people dancing and carrying on. He beat Aharon for Yamakosh Bakornas. And Aaron was the drummer. I'll say it again. Aaron not only made the golden calf, but he kind of led the, uh, the partying, the, the, the dancing, the ceremonies. Makish Bakornas. And he was beating the drums. So, sad rhythm. Why did Aaron do that? Why would Aaron organize a whole ritual and lead the dancing and the music and all the rest of it? The reason is because he was trying to delay matters. Because as we all know the story, the whole thing is because, as Rabbi Hertzberg used to say, they're a bunch of yakas, they freaked out that Moshe didn't come on time. If there would have been Polish the Jews, Galtianos, they would have said, so he's a little bit late, big deal. But since Moshe wasn't on time, they say he's not coming. And then they went to the extremes, and they said, let's make a golden calf and all the rest of it. And Aaron, as we know, the story was there. And Hur was with him and tried to stop him and got killed. And they said, we want to make a, an idol. And Aaron said, okay, put it under my control. And uh, as we all know, they gave him, he said, take off your jewelry. And they gave him the jewelry and he created this idol. And then once he did, he said, here's how we're going to worship it or, you know, participate in its ritual. And he's Makish Bakornis. And there comes Moshe and they catch him right in the act. Now, Aaron's 
intention was to delay matters another hour, another hour, till Moshe shows up, because he knew Moshe just a little bit late. It's not that big of a deal. But you can't speak to a mob. A mob is uh, in frenzy. And uh, once uh, you know they get into that state of mind, they want to do something now, now, now. And so he accommodated them. And sure enough, Moshe comes down with the two tablets, as we all know this story, and he sees what he sees. And he sees Aaron leading the, uh, the, the ritual. And what does Moshe think? Well, what can you think? Moshe. The Medrash says Aaron was just trying to delay matters. But Moshe But Moshe was convinced that Aaron was a partner in the whole idea, meaning my own brother betrayed me, and he organized a separate religion while I was up on the mountain. And therefore Moshe had a resentment against Aaron. And basically what happened was Aaron said, listen, I was trying to hold th- matters back. You know what it says in Pashash Kisisa, Kipro, oh, I'm the people went crazy, which was true. And it was a mob situation, which was true. I was trying to do the best under terrible circumstances, which was true. And Moshe said, I know what I saw. Now, I know, theoretically, we all say like this, give the other one a person a benefit of the doubt. Uh, that's good in theory, but not when you have what seems overwhelming evidence to the contrary. I know what I saw. And there was no way that you could convince Moshe that Aaron hadn't been the instigator of the golden calf. That's the story. Even though Moshe and Aaron were tight, and they were brothers, and they cooperated ever since, you know, the right after the burning bush, and they saw the Jewish people through the ten plagues, and they saw them crossing the Red Sea and took them to the uh, Seris Dibros and all the rest of it, even so. But Moshe, once he saw this, that was it. It broke. And you could not convince him, even though Aaron went to him and said, I didn't mean it. It was just all part of a delaying tactic. I'm telling you, you know me. It's not who I am. Moshe said, I know what I saw. Well, you believe all of Moshe's heart was set that he said, you know, Aaron just was bad. So how do you convince somebody that Aaron was good? How do you convince somebody that actually what you concluded from what you saw, you say, well, I saw with my own eyes, was incorrect? So the Rabbanu Shalom says like this, I'm, I'm reading the Medrash, I'm like Kaddish Baruch Hu, Moshe, Yodea Ani Kavanosa Sha'aron Hechaisa Latova. I, God, know, as you don't, what a person's thinking. A person only sees what he sees. Hashem, of course, is Bochum Kloyas, and he can see what's in a person's heart. And so he's telling Moshe, Aaron was really innocent. And in order, now, here's the point of the matter. That's why it's so uh, striking to me, uh, why I remember it every year. Moshe, I bet you would have thought like this Yeah, God's just telling me this to calm me down. Maybe it's not even true, but in order to actually feel good about my brother, he's just saying, Aaron didn't mean it, Aaron didn't mean it. And that's who Hashem is. El Racham he's a nice guy. Kaviachal and you know he's saying all these things about Aaron. So the Rabbanu Shalom, in order to nail it down, to say no, I'm telling you, Aaron really didn't mean it. You are misjudged, the guy. It's a total mistake on your part. The only way you can do it is to say, guess what? I am naming Aaron in perpetuity as the Kohen Gadol, the center of the entire base of Migdash the Mishkan, the center of the whole Jewish religion, and his children after him. And there, there you go. Does that prove it? If the fact that I picked him to be the coin forever, and nobody else, no one else, that is a proof that Aaron was okay from the very beginning. And I'm sure Moshe was a shock, <laughs> but Moshe said, okay. And that is why, I always noticed, if you look at the trop, it says, It's like a certain shock that Moshe was told, now I'm going to name 
the high priest, and Moshe says, okay, let's see who it is. Aaron, you're kidding. Aaron, didn't he go and make the golden calf? Even if he feels sorry about it, but isn't he tainted, all the rest of it? And Hashem is saying, no, he's not tainted. The whole life, he was trying to do the right thing in, in, in the first place. Aaron, I know what your kavana was, God says. Therefore, I'm giving you the exclusive on the Mishkan. I'm giving the exclusive on the high priesthood. In other words, the most central parts of the Kedusha. You are going to be the one from now on who will go on Yom Kippur in the Kodesh Kedoshim to atone for the rest of the Jewish people and your children afterwards. Nobody else can do that. That's quite a statement. And it means that in order to, how shall I say it, you know, break the opinion of the natural Yetzirah, which is, I always judge you for bad, especially when the evidence seems to be overwhelmingly in the favor. You were banging on the drum, after all. In order to break this, God is willing to go to the most extreme lengths to declare somebody to be the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, with everything going on forever. Uh, look how that shows you. Der Shalom wants the two brothers to get along, and I guess that's a Musar Haskell for all of us, a lot of times we see our relatives or friends in these kind of bad situations, and even though theoretically it says you should always judge somebody favorably, but let's be honest, <laughs> usually you don't. From here you see that sometimes you should think about the story of Moshe and Aaron. I can't exactly expect divine intervention to prove that the other person didn't do what you suspect them of doing, but it's a wake-up call for the rest of us. Anyway, that's what struck me in this week's Parsha. Bye-bye. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidovidkatz.com.